One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Square Ball Podcast. Well, hello to you. Welcome to to this show that's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will do you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Just waiting for the website to load. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a moment. It's taking, it's taking some time, is it? You can't do it without it. It's not a very good laptop list. It's just taking a while. Will's Probate Conveyance and loads of other legal <laughs> services for you and your business. Um, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball to check out, check them out and uh, get your discount. Yeah, def- do that if you've if you need them for anything really medical negligence, professional negligence, personal injury, lasting lasting, pow- lasting powers of attorney is your new favourite, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good one. Both of the powers. Come on, polish your act up in future. Wednesday, the seventh of September, two thousand and five. What happened? England lost, disgrace, and it was very funny because it was a Leeds player who scored the goal. <laughs> yeah, Ken Bates was our owner at this time. Kevin Blackhall was our manager. Um, oh, what, we, what times? Well, this was this was the big push for promotion season. We weren't to know it at the time, but this was kind of the one shot deal, wasn't it, at getting back up? But weirdly, being at Ellen Road in this season was a bit crap. The highest attendance was under twenty eight thousand versus Sheffield Wednesday. That was like the end of January. Bit of a hot streak. I think we'd won like eight of the previous ten or eleven games, something like that. So that was as good as it got. Under twenty eight thousand at Ellen Road. Lowest home attendance I checked was 18,353 versus Derby, which was a midweek game in September. Average attendance for the season, 22,355. Because it it hiked the prices so much after a relegation. There's a reason that the club were able to boast for years about a price freeze. And it's because Bates put them so fucking sky high for a period that they they just needed to be left alone and come in line with the rest of the league. Because it was... I know we did stuff in the... This is just before we kind of started doing the square ball mag and stuff, wasn't it? But the thing is, at this point, it'd become as expensive as most Premier League games, hadn't they? Yeah. Like, and like not even bottom end Premier League. Like I remember at the time, I think people like Wigan were already out out in the Premier League and it was loads cheaper to go and watch that than it was to watch Leeds. It, yeah. was, it was horrendously expensive. West stand season tickets, this is when he hiked them to like 700 quid, wasn't it? And mm. then took all the concessions away from the East and um, Central sections. All those fun and games. So even though this was a a relatively successful season in the sense of how we performed in the championship more broadly speaking after that and then obviously we got relegated down to League One the crowd was just never there to to kind of reflect it there was still that sort of malaise post-relegation malaise but we did kind of go through the very the very last um, dregs of the relegation side were there and I say dregs I don't mean dregs but you know Gary Kelly was there still we still had what Fraser Richardson was there Eric Backer so there's some there's some names that you recognise and when we went all out and bought a load of strikers Richard Cresswell was there David Healy obviously who we're going to talk about in which this is one. why David Healy was on the wing because <laughs> yes. we had Richard Cresswell Rob Hulse Roy Blake who was also on the wing when he did play Michael Ricketts <laughs> yeah who didn't play um, but it was a pretty strong squad all things considered to have you know four forward talents like we had looked pretty good at that time didn't it 
But going into that international break then, at the start of September... What a hateful start to the season. Millwall, then you you don't even get a full week off before you have to go to Cardiff. Yeah, Millwall, Cardiff, Luton, the three opening fixtures in this season, which is dreadful. All within the space of six days. Um, Shouldn't be allowed. A win, a defeat at Cardiff, obviously, and then a draw at Luton before we beat uh, Wolves at home and then Norwich away. International break, where we all headed off to have a little bit of fun because we love the international breaks, don't we? And I guess the point I'm getting at with this this show and the reason why we're doing it is because that was in that time in particular, Leeds fans had a really weird relationship with the with the national team because I mean we'll get onto it, but it's full of hateful bastards, wasn't it? We'll return to Leeds United's form after this and what happened in the wake of it all in due course. But there are some Leeds United links in this game, insofar as Northern Ireland had and stop me when you hear some names you recognise: Taylor, Baird, Capaldi, Hughes, Cragen, Davis, Gillespie, Johnson, Healy. Quinn, replaced by Feeney, mm-hmm. and then Elliot, replaced by Duff, with Ingham Robinson, Jones and Brunt on the bench. Tony Capaldi? I think you skipped over Taylor too quickly there, didn't you? Mike Taylor, we had him for... God, did we? Yeah, he played oh, as well. Was that the Mike Taylor? Did yeah. he, actually, he didn't actually play though, did he? He was on the bench. Mm. I'm not sure he played a game. If he did, he might, he might have been a JPT game or something. You could say any goalkeeper from the last 30 years sat on our bench and, <laughs> during that season and I'd have believed you. Right. Not, not Irish, Northern Irish, is this? Mike, Mike Taylor either. I think he's, this is going off memory, but I'm sure like his dad was in the forces or something. So he was born on a military base. Oh, we, he could play we, anywhere. we should definitely get into that on this show. <laughs> or something. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. Likewise, uh, I just found out that Tony Capaldi was born in Norway and grew up in Scotland. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Tony Capaldi, I mean... Mike, Ta- Mike Taylor was born in uh, in West Germany, as it was back oh, then. There you go. Yeah, and moved around a lot in the forces. But yeah, this game, England's side, Paul Robinson in goal, remember him? Mm. Matt Cat, Young, Ferdinand Carragher, Ashley Cole, Frank Lampard, replaced by Owen Hargreaves, Beckham, Gerrard, replaced by Defoe, Wright Phillips, replaced by Joe Cole, Owen and Rooney, with Ups and Kirkland, Neville and Bent on the bench, 14,000 people in attendance, in a game refereed by Swissman uh, Massimo Busaka. There's not a lot to love in that team, is there? Yeah, it was, it was really conflicting for me at the time. I'd have been 11 and I'd have caught the football bug by now. But Leeds was pretty rank, really. <laughs> there was, wasn't necessarily a lot to love about Kevin Blackwell and Jermaine Wright and Michael Ricketts. So, and I was kind Are of... Are saying Kevin Blackwell failed to connect with the youth audience? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. So but... yeah, so the, the, link, the links within all that Mike Taylor, as you said, I'd forgotten that. I hadn't even spotted that myself. David Healy, Tony Capaldi, Warren Feeney, and Mike Duff. Yes, if you remember the football manager game. Yes. He's now manager of... Barnsley, was it? He was Barnsley for a bit, now. Mickey Duff. Swansea. Ah, that's it. I think that was Someone. right. <laughs> uh, and you had Paul Robinson and, and Rio Ferdinand playing for uh, for England. And yeah, a weird relationship to England. Uh, and I'm you know, go through that side. It's a team largely full of dickheads, isn't it? You've got the scum connection of Ferdinand, Beckham, Rooney, Neville. Owen was there as well, but he was at Newcastle at this time prior to going to Man United. Uh, Owen Hargreaves as well. He was still at Bayern Munich. Chelsea, Frank Lampard, Joe Cole, John Terry didn't play in this one, but was obviously in the mix at that time. Ashley Cole was still at Arsenal at this point. And then you had Liverpool, Carragher and Gerrard. It seemed to be that the players from those sorts of clubs just got picked regardless, didn't they? Under uh, Sven Joran Eriksson. Are we still golden generation here? I think this was like prime golden generation. Yeah, I would have said so. I was going to say, this is the point after which we'd been relegated. So essentially, we were quite bitter as fans. Yeah, well, I was, yeah, I was going to say that's why I was conflicted because Leeds, there wasn't a lot to get excited about necessarily. But I was kind of enthused by 
England and us supposedly were about to win the World Cup and all that. But then you looked at the team and gone, oh, I hate all these though. I'm, I'm 11, but I still hate them. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, there is a weird complex relationship with the national team in this country in particular, isn't it? I think because of the strength of the domestic league, the number of clubs that we've got, whatever it may be, or just having a load of dislikable dickheads mm. in the squad made it possible to to dislike them. So when they failed, you kind of went, ha, even though you kind of wanted them to do something. Yeah, I watched this game in the bar of the South Leeds Stadium, John Charles Centre for Sport, whichever way you want to call it, with a load of other Leeds fans, having just played five aside. And when this ball hit the net, there were massive cheers. Really? There was. It was not apologetic whatsoever. I don't even think there was anyone kind of going, oh, but it'd be nice to win. Everyone just went, way, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, and it does say a lot that uh, Paul Robinson, meaning goal, who had had he turncoated on us by this point? Will have done, yeah. Yes, as had Rio Ferdinand. And Rio Ferdinand was the one responsible for playing David Healy on side. You can find the video for this dead easy on YouTube, but this is what it sounded like. In time, James Quinn gave a poor ball down the line. Healy knew it was going out of place, so he didn't waste his energy. And Healy seems to be moving uh, sprightly enough, considering his worry about thigh injury. Here's Davis. It's a good ball. The flag stays down. Healy! Oh! What a moment for Northern Ireland. What a moment for Windsor Park. They're off the bench. The manager, no change of expression. What about that for your 19th international goal? It's against England. Well, you were true in what you said. You look at the reaction from the Northern Ireland fans. The place has certainly gone absolutely crazy. Great, they've tried to play David Healy offside, and I said earlier on about the linesman's decisions, they've been spot on, and he was... It was close. But what a great finish from David Healy, right in the top corner. Yeah, that footage from BBC Northern Ireland, wasn't it a good finish as well? He proper put his foot through it. And well, let's run through the, um, the, the goal and identify some of the bastards who were involved. 
And this is Ashley Cole. It starts with Ashley Cole taking a throw midway inside his own half over on the far touchline. And it's a surprisingly bouncy ball that he throws back to Paul Robinson, isn't it? It's quite difficult for the keeper to deal with. Paul Robinson struggled with things like that historically as well in an England shirt, as we found out a few years later. And so what happens is Healy closes down Robinson around the sort of the six yard line and Robinson with the ball bouncing in front of him essentially swings a boot at it and gets it out of there clears it towards the edge of the centre circle it sort of drops and uh, Frank Lampard jumps are we going to say unenthusiastically to win this header? So it's, a, it's a jump of a heavy man yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. he's struggling to get that weight off the, yeah, I'd say so. off the ground But so he misses it and then Davis comes out of the um, it's not even a like nobody's fighting for the ball it just drops to him doesn't it because Frank doesn't bother winning it He's just in a bit of space. So he kind of advances out of there with the ball unchallenged. Lampard obviously makes absolutely zero effort to get back and uh, and recover it. So Healy at this point has gone from the edge of the six-yard box trying to get back on side, but it, but makes like a, a... It sort of turns and peels off Jamie Carragher to receive a ball over the top. But he's behind Carragher. Carragher never sees him at this point. And you realise then there's an arm goes in the air and Carragher follows suit. His arm goes in the air as well. Both him and Ferdinand appealing for offside. But the replays from the edge of the box showed that he was well on side and it was Rio Ferdinand who was playing him on. Good. I loved that fact watching it back. It was really, I was really happy when I saw the arm go up and I was like, what's that Ferdinand? It's like, yes, get in. <laughs> it's his fault. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he takes a touch to cushion the ball before it even bounces. It's a really good touch actually that when you watch it, which then allows him to advance a couple of steps with the ball. It's sort of bouncing in front of him, but the, the energy in the ball is diminishing and it just starts to drop. And he just catches it almost on the half volley. It just sits up just nicely in front of him. And he absolutely wellies it from about the corner of the six-yard box across Robinson, who does get a hand to it. Um, but it does end up in the far corner of the net. And Windsor Park obviously goes bananas. We kind of knew Healy was good at this point. And he was probably the best finisher we had, even though we had Rob Hulse, who was also very good. But he always had a, a knack of scoring good goals, did Healy? I'd seen him do it against England. It was, I suppose, it, it was funny more than anything. I'd, I'd, didn't probably celebrate it like I would celebrate a Leeds goal, but celebrated in that kind of a, ha! ah, you idiots, sort <laughs> yeah. of a way, is the way I would describe it. But he was he was the first sniff at something exciting and, and quality after we went down, wasn't he, was Healy? Like, yeah, you know, when we, he came to play for Preston, I think he was on Preston's bench and people were singing to him, you're Leeds and you know you are. Because we'd started the previous season, the one straight after relegation, with Michael Ricketts and Julian Joachim up front and like Danny Kadamatri and none of them were scoring. Mm. And then, yeah, Healy rocked up and just immediately started scoring. It was, like you say, it was that first excitement of just a bit of swagger, I think. You know, mm. like that centre-forwards just, they know they can score goals and he had that unlike Michael Ricketts. Yeah, we, we didn't know much really, I suppose, about the, the championship at that point, but he quickly stood out as one of those players who had a little bit of profile at that level. So it was dead nice, the game. It felt like a coup, didn't it? It's worth saying, given all the scum links in the England team, do we have to accept that Healy himself is a scummer? With his, nah. with his, we did start there. I know he didn't play from one. Maybe played once or twice in we cup, cleansed, ga- we, cup games or we something. We cleansed him, Michael. We cleansed him. Maybe so. He was supposed to be sent to Preston, wasn't he? First to get a full de-lousing, and then we were, <laughs> we were able to get hold of him after that. <laughs> uh, here is the goal in Healy's words. You know, I was closing the goalkeeper down, Paul Robinson. It's probably out of tiredness, really, which I don't usually close. Just showing the manager, just in case. They probably want to take me off because usually in the round then I started to struggle in the 70, 75th minute. So um close the goalie down. It actually fell, no disrespect by the lads, but playing it fell to the right man in midfield who controlled it by Nanny Steve Davison. 
you know, I got myself back on side. Eventually, as he said, did take me two or three, two or three seconds to get back on side. He says he felt like he was waiting in age for me to get back. That was just my pace. That was my legs. And then, you know, you stay on side. And as I sort of spun around, I actually don't realise at the time because I can't see the lines, man. When I spun to come back around and I can see, um, looking along the line, it was uh, Ferdinand with his hand up and Luke Young, who was playing right back at the time. And then I realised then I was on side because... Actually, Young's trying to close me down, but playing it all, I didn't even mind up. But I actually took a nice little bounce. And then from then on, you just shoot your instinct. You know, I've practised many times from angle shooting and uh, thankfully I went in. I do like the fact that he bothered to close down just so he didn't get taken off. He said, I wouldn't normally close down. Um, and I was tired by that point, but I wanted to, like, sort of the, the implication I mean, I wanted to stay on because I was having a nice time. But the manager would normally take me off by then because I was knackered. So I, I ran around a bit just to show that I wasn't knackered. They wanted taking him off. He was their best player, wasn't he? He, yeah. he had unbelievably good, good record for Northern Ireland, did Healy. Yeah. He, was, he always did He always did well at club level. He's got a decent number of goals for us, but it always felt like Northern Ireland was where he did his best stuff. Yeah. He scored three goals in that um, series of qualifiers and he got two more in friendlies that season. He did scored against Germany just before that, I think, which really, uh, I think that made us all sit up and go, oh, we've got one here. We've it was... One. A year later, almost exactly to the day, he's got a hat-trick against Spain. And it was that point where we're sort of in the middle of a relegation battle. You're thinking, why have we got Europe's best goal scorer on the wing? <laughs> England did end up, end up topping the group in that qualifying campaign. So it was irrelevant in the end. Uh, they got 25 points from 10 games with Poland, finishing just behind them on 24. Uh, for the record, Northern Ireland finished fourth on, on nine points. Obviously, three of them came that night at Windsor Park with Wales and Azerbaijan beneath them in the table. His manager that night as well went and signed him from us, didn't he? he got, when Sanchez ended up at Fulham. Laurie Sanchez. Laurie Sanchez yeah. ended up at Fulham. It's weird, actually. You see Dave Besson on the bench as well, watching the footage back. You're like, ah, oh, I completely forgot. That was it's a, 80s a Wimbledon. Thing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a, a bit of a reunion going on. But yeah, he um, yeah, he paid one and a half million pounds for, yeah. uh, for him to get him out of, out of Leeds and our shit show of a season. England went on to the 2006 World Cup in Germany. You were there, weren't you? yeah. Did you watch some of that? Yeah, it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I watched his, I watched England beat Trinidad, but then I just went to a load of other games. Yeah. The England game was truthfully the worst bit of it. Yeah, so it was Paraguay, uh, 1-0 victory, Trinidad 2-0. Very uh, Englandy. Yeah. Then it was 2-2 against Sweden in the groups. Ecuador in the round of 16, which was 1-0, and then obviously lost in the quarterfinals. Play a good team, go home. Portugal on penalty, <laughs> so what was the point? It was basically the standard route. I know things have changed a little bit under Southgate we've got a bit further haven't it but that was essentially what England would do have some unconvincing performances against some dross in the group stage get through lose when you play someone good brilliant with a team full of dickheads (laughs) (laughs) there you go the TSB guide to David Healy scoring against England the square ball podcast Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.